Chris, let's move over to you. Yeah. What's what's a kind of a, a large historical event? Again, personal, sure. larger society, gotcha. you know, whatever. Yeah. So, so um, for whatever reason, uh, I mean, I, I think I have quite a few that I could go to from shuttle stuff, and I, I yeah. remembered. So, so the problem was too, it was a little rambunctious during some time. So, so I have to just play disclaimer on some of the memories. <laughs> Throw the caveat in there. Yeah. yeah, but um, I was uh, fighting out of behind that. I was, I was I was at the chicken shack, <laughs> and I saw the shuttle disaster. <laughs> as I got punched in the face, <laughs> and then I heard Nirvana, and my world changed. <laughs> This is the History Buzz. Welcome to the History Buzz, where we talk about history over a couple of drinks and let the conversation wander where it may. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. And today we are chatting with Naomi and Chris. Welcome to the History Buzz, guys. Hey. Hey, thanks for having us. So we know Naomi and Chris. We met you guys when we moved to Memphis, not too long after we moved to to Memphis for the Navy in 2016 and change. Chris, since you haven't had a chance to say anything quite yet, I'll let you start. Um, just kind of so, give, give us a snapshot of, of where you were raised, kind of maybe different places you've lived, if you've moved around, and, and what you're doing absolutely. now. And then, Naomi, if you want to jump in after that, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from you guys. So, actually, it's probably fitting because I have a little bit to go before yep. we even got to, you know, together. Right? Okay. So, yeah, so so I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a New Orleanian uh, by birth, right? So, I've been born in, born in uh, uh, South Louisiana in, in, uh, in New Orleans. And uh, where both sides of my family are from, so we've got roots from from both sides of the family in New Orleans. And even though um, we moved out of there when I was pretty young to Northeast Alabama, is where I was in the school system for okay. uh, Northeast Alabama. Uh, we were in New Orleans uh, constantly as a as a kid, middle school and teenager. Got to go around uh, Europe a couple times, oh, cool. um, so I, I got out that direction. And then uh, after. Uh, uh, a little too rambunctious uh, partying and, and not not able to focus very much in school. Uh, I did, uh, did 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 make the, uh, the the jump to the Navy, which brought me. Yeah. My idea in the Navy was whenever I got a chance to choose where I was going to go, um, I wanted to choose a place I'd never been. Okay, right? at least for an extended period of time. Uh, it started in Florida, but that was kind of a normal thing. But yep. then I, and I got to spend some time in Idaho, and then I got out to uh, the Northwest in Washington. Uh, at uh, naval base out there, and uh, was there to finish my my navy up, and uh, I stayed out there when I when I got out of the navy. Yeah. So I, I uh, on the map with the dots. Um, yeah, I, I I I do pretty well. You do. Uh, yeah. No, you you'd have plenty of pins on the map in our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got two southeastern guys. That, uh, you know, in and out, you know, when you have friends and family that mm-hmm. you may not talk to or whatever for some time, uh, I didn't even know I'm stationed out in the Northwest. And as the family is talking and getting around, I'm finding out, wait a minute, I haven't talked to Eric in, in years and he he's out in the Northwest too. Yeah. How, how does this even happen? So we were literally within three hours of each other. Oh, wow. So we, 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 you know, touch base and everything. Uh, long story short, he, uh, fell in love with, uh, with, with Naomi's sister. And so I met Naomi's sister first when they were yeah. coming up and we were seeing each other. And then I, we met at, at their wedding, at their wedding. Yeah. And the rest of that kind of kicks off. And then we, we 
been up in the Northwest for a while until 2016 when we came to Memphis as well. Okay. So yep. That was the, the world. <laughs> All right. Good. Now, Naomi, how about you? You are not from New Orleans. No. Yeah. I, um, I grew up in Portland, Oregon mm-hmm. and spent uh, and then moved down to middle Oregon in high school and senior year of high school got to spend a year in Germany, which was amazing. I would move back in heartbeat. Where, where in Germany? Paderborn, Northwest in okay. between Poland and Hamburg. Oh, cool. Um, it, it's like literally the town known for Hochdeutsch, which is the high German that they're that everybody teaches in textbooks. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was an amazing experience. You Honestly. Became, you became fluent in German. Yep. I knew no time. German, none. M- lived there for um, 11 months and was fluent within six months. Wow. Um, yeah. It was the immersion. Immersion is the only way to learn a language really, sure. truly. Sure. But, you're, you're not as fluent now. I mean, it's, but been, it doesn't take, I won't very tell long. you how many years it's been. I can, I can, sure. but, um, yeah. So then, uh, uh, went home and then went to college and then, um, met Chris and, um, yeah, rest is history. Before, so before we start kind of finishing our drinks and emptying our glasses as we, ch- as we continue to chat, I want to ask our listeners to kind of help us out real quick by leaving us a review on iTunes or sharing this episode, sharing the, the podcast with, with as many people as possible because for podcasts, that really is the way that we grow. Now, you guys, we did something for the first time on, on the last episode that I wasn't sure how it would play out, and it actually worked really well. So we're going to... So we're going to so we're going to play a, a quick little uh, word association game with you guys. I talked about this with Jen and I, we think this will be good. So I want you guys this is word association. I'm going to give you a word or a phrase and I want you guys to just either give like one word, two words, a sentence if you have to. First thing that comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind. Okay, and we'll just kind of uh, because Chris you're on my screen, you're left. <laughs> Right, Chris, you're going to go first, and then Naomi, and then we'll just kind of keep going that way. So, when I say Chris, when I say British invasion, what do you think? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, Naomi. Beatles. Beatles. Okay. Um, so when I say soul, oh, there you go. When I say soul, what do you think? Uh, soul Train. Oh, okay. Naomi. That's hard. I'm going to go Queen. I'm going to go clean Ooh. on that one. Okay. Just for the actual soul of all the music. And okay. I didn't say that properly because, you know, but I can't go that high. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I say big hair, what do you think? Oh, big, big hair? Uh, disco. Okay. Twisted sister. <laughs> Twisted sister. All right. They're showing a little generational there. Okay. This is good. When I say grunge. Oh, that would definitely be. Uh, I I can't even rattle off all of them, but sure. Nirvana. Yeah, <laughs> Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, yeah. would be right there. The thing that was. I, I got to Seattle in that time frame. Yeah. And that was good. okay. So I want you guys now. I want you, this is word association, but I also want you to finish this sentence. So video killed the radio. Star. 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 So what does that make you think of? Oh my God! I saw that uh, as a kid. I'm in my grandmother's basement. The night that MTV is coming go. out being released, <laughs> really? and we were there with some other friends and, and stuff, and we literally are all like, 
oh, it's coming on. And this is on a TV with the dial that you change on the thing, no remote or anything. Yeah. And we literally, and, and, and this was during the time period that at, at, you know, time, it beep, the channel signs off, right? Yep. But this is MTV launch and video killed the radio star by the buggles uh-huh. is the first video that was played. Yeah. And, uh, that was, I, I vividly remember, it was in BB's uh-huh. basement uh, with that crazy carpet and the oh, yeah. TV, little TV on a shelf between like two clocks. Oh, that, that is, so that is perfect, perfect because that's exactly what we were, yeah, now you saw the transition, right? I started off with the 60s and kind of moved through the decades yeah. into the MTV era. And that's, that's our question is, is what do you guys remember about MTV from your younger years? And Chris, you basically already, you kind of answered the first part of the, the question. So, Naomi, I want you to go next because I can tell that Chris has a lot to say on this. Like, what do you remember about MTV? Naomi? Like, it, not, not even like when it came out, but just your, your first memory yeah, of MTV. I didn't have TV growing up. <laughs> That's this guy right here. I didn't either. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see MTV until I was probably... A freshman in high school, which was nineteen ninety six. I think I was a freshman in high school. I was at my friend's house. Yep. And she just had a TV in her room. Yep. Who does that? Right? <laughs> we, we didn't have like we had a yeah. little like old computer monitor that my parents would hook to a VCR up to. That's all we had. Yeah. Like if you and it was tiny. If you wanted to watch TV, it was very intentional yeah. and you had to push the chair really close. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I remember her having it on and it was just on with this music videos. What, what's some of the first music videos you remember? Concept. Because I, I very clearly Green Day? I, I very clearly remember yeah. some of mine, but it's so because yeah. I was a teenage boy. So Yeah, you remember but, Green Day. That was also a time where it was like I would only see it if I was at a friend's house sure. or yep. hanging out talking. It wasn't a thing that I had I it it wasn't something that I would actually sit and watch. Uh, yeah. our, our our experience was a little different because you know once once uh you know the videos were out, right? And and you know we had uh we definitely had had the uh the, the VCR and the player. Sure. And, yeah. We would do all that. And of course what we always did is uh you know for the for the show period, right? Because you know if you think of radio, you know, you get your you get your blues hour, yep. you know, show, you get your rock show, things like that. And MTV had, had a very similar aspect. That's what right? I was telling Scott. And, uh, Headbangers Head, Ball. Headbangers Ball yep. finally came out. Yo, MTV tell, Raps. Like a little bit of the harder music yeah. and stuff. And, and so uh, what, what I recalled, one of the things we used to do is we'd grab our, our whatever, you know, VHS cassette we could, we could grab that at the time. And we'd record the Headbangers Ball. Oh, yeah. So we play it and and we had a couple of stacks of these from some different ones that were great and so we play those at whatever party you think we were at because we're like oh we don't like what's on hey you gotta be yeah put that in hey we could have you you know it's like like kind of trading the mixtapes except it was with uh what we could grab off of mtv to to put on on do you know funny aside here really quick about headbangers ball one of the guys i think it's like the one of the lead kind of djs or vjs whatever they call them he actually like is considered one of the the fathers of podcasting Okay. Yeah, believe it. I mean, surprise, surprise, right? He got into like, you know, that yeah, kind of... Those VJs. You know, right? but, they, um, so they coined that term, BJs, remember? Because yeah. they were video yeah. disc jockeys. But I want to um, tell our viewers kind of why we went musically with this. Yes, yeah. And because Chris and Naomi are musical. Yeah. Right? So Chris plays guitar. He was in a band for a long time. He still, he still does it. He has guitars on his wall. And Naomi is an amazing 
opera trained singer like yeah. it's beautiful yeah we were we were tossing yeah. around ideas of like man what can we ask like what historical event like i started my we started my brother off with like martin luther king and then yeah dave it was oj simpson, simpson. No, and you guys i was like i we wanted like, to oh, what could we do and then we were like oh music and then she brought up mtv i was like that's a great one because everybody's gonna have a different yeah. what's the first thing they remember of mtv yeah. for me i was very much like you naomi so it was probably maybe freshman sophomore year of high school i had finally moved from central california where i didn't have tv i could just rent vhs tapes and then moved down to southern california where all of a sudden like my dad plugged in the rabbit ears and tv came on i was like oh we have cable he's like no 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 son this is network television this is free and i just didn't get it i was 14 right i was like i i don't understand i don't what's what is free television and um, so again, my I had a hold, hold the antenna just like that, right? Yeah, hold it, you know. And so I, I so I had a friend, and like the the first things I remember of MTV is like you know a bunch of teenage guys sitting in a house. So I remember like Britney Spears and yeah. Christina Aguilera, like those are the videos that I remember. And I was um, I have young parents, right? So they loved MTV. And so I remember my dad first watching Like a Virgin, and he's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, dad, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Madonna rolling around this. on the floor. You will appreciate this from, from the Navy understanding you have, okay? So I, I was on the USS California, mm-hmm. okay, on a cruiser size. We had a decent-sized crew. And uh, all through the galley, you know, we'd have, have, have some TVs that were up, and there would be some other TVs and some break rooms that were going. And they would stream, uh, you, you know, the FRTS t- TV that they would do, and they would grab video feeds from, from you know, and do probably what we yeah. did, record MTV for a while and then play sure. take back. Mm-hmm. So you said the Like a Virgin Madonna, yeah. right? Madonna was a huge impact yeah. thing on MTV, right? I'm telling you right now, when we're underway and the TVs are on, whenever a Madonna video came on, everything stopped. <laughs> Everybody would just stop mid-walk and just be like, yeah. it's Madonna on. And I can see that. Also, the only thing that kept moving yeah. was the shit. At whatever speed yeah. she was at, yeah. there was no change, That's no funny. change in course in anything. Whenever Madonna came up, that, that was hilarious. When you yeah. said that from, from the video perspective. I, I, so I, so do, you guys, do you guys think that that, that- – MTV played a role in kind of what kind of kept you into music or were you guys already into music before MTV came around and MTV just kind of was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a musical person. I sing, I play, and this is, this is cool. So I, um, as I said, I did not grow up with TV. We, I grew up with my parents listening to NPR. Like it was always classical music on. Yep. Um, my sister, though, was 11 years older, and she um, sang. So she uh, took voice lessons, had, used to sing Italian arias. So as she was, you know, 15, 16, I'm following her around as a toddler sure. singing Italian arias. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, and Greece. And Greece. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she gave me a Greece tape. That nice. is when my love of John Travolta <laughs> began. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... And then she did, she gave me one of her old uh, radios that was busted and it only played the oldies stations. So oh. I had like, a, this intense love of the Beatles because that's sure. the only station I got. But my, my sister, who was my hero and my just like, oh my gosh, she was a goddess, 11 years older. She gave it to me. So I was like, I can only listen to this radio. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but then my mom uh, played piano. My dad played banjo. Okay. So you, I, so you were a super musical family. Yes, my brother plays guitar. My sister sings. Like, yeah. 
Um, my brother-in-law plays guitar and sings and his mom was an opera singer. And I mean, yeah, this was everywhere around me, Yeah, regardless of the fact that I didn't grow up with TV or MTV or pop music of any kind, really. Um, my parents would bring us to jazz bars and we'd listen to jazz and um, oh, just cool. like the jamming jazz. And I remember one of the first concerts I went to at the Portland Zoo, they did zoo concerts outside in an amphitheater right near the elephants. But one of the first concerts I went to was Dixie Chicks back when it was like old school Di- Dixie yeah. Chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like bluegrass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank heavens for D- Dale Evans had just come out and that was my first concert. And that was like, uh, amazing cool but they used to take us to operas they used to take us to the symphony and the ballet and yeah but so i don't know that mtv had any impact on my life sure as sure far as a musician. but that was a choice that my parents made sure. so but i think it, it, it really, definitely it, it, it was, it was, it was a lot. i mean as as being yeah you know, I, I shown space here but I, I definitely like I said recall you know even as a young kid seeing when MTV first came out and um and it was it was pretty uh you know it was I don't want to say mind altering to the idea that but I mean it was it definitely hit hit hit, hit in an impactful way as all of us are out there musically uh getting in and and all you know whether it it's angst and, and all the other stuff I mean yep. what what the video presentation of this did for better or for worse it related looks and yeah. visualization that went along with the music, right? I was and just of thinking course, the when same you, thing. When you started a little bit like your genre, you know, whatever that was that you gravitated to, you would you would be like, that's what I'm supposed to look like yeah. when yeah. I like this music. And so you would kind of mimic some of that. So I, I, to, to, to the question, you know, I don't know that MTV impacted my musical tastes or got me more or less into or out of music, but I can definitely see the impact that it had while, while we're now seeing, you know, what other, what, what the bands actually look like. Right. Sure. Yeah. And of course th- there should be some nomenclature to the impact of MTV for the I- idea. I think ZZ top really I- exemplifies uh, what can happen when you are able to take an image yeah. and associate it with something, right? Because sure. ZZ Top, for most uh, intents and purposes, is a pretty blues-based, uh, base, I, I say basic, not as in basic music, but I mean a, a pretty rooted yeah. rock uh, you know, band, but but based on, on the blues, which you can find blues bands a dime a dozen everywhere, yeah. right? But ZZ Top's decided... Uh, how do we differentiate? Let's get fuzzy guitars yeah. and let's get big beards. And yeah. now, uh, I mean, and you know, when listening to the music that doesn't come across, yeah. sure. but when you get on MTV yeah. and you got fuzzy guitars and sparkly things going around, you got beards down to, you know, the wazoo, that's a different look. And all of a sudden they had an appeal that, that really, I think had a major impact on, on how. Yeah. That, that's, that's such an interesting point that you bring Chris, because that's really for me, what MTV, it wasn't necessarily the music, but it was the social aspect Absolutely. of it. You're talking you about know. Britney Spears, Scott. So Britney Spears, she's like, no musical Blit- genius, yeah, but I'm, you I, were so, watching so, the video so, with I, the pigtails. So again, again, for me <laughs> living in, living in Southern California, right. There's a reason that I'm watching certain videos. Um, <laughs> And, but then th- I remember like Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day, and again being in SoCal, those were those were heavy heavy down there, and not having TV growing up, right? Just being fourteen year old, 
14 years old and realizing that like, oh, there's such a thing as network television that anybody can get for free with these rabbit ears. And uh, like my my world expanded very quickly when I moved from Central California, where I was relatively sheltered, down to Southern California. Well, and if- MTV was played a big role in, in that, it, not just for me, but I think for, you know, my generation kind of sure. Do you remember where you were when uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit came out, when the first video came out? Because that, for me, was exactly what you're saying, Scott. It was the first time that they weren't good looking, and that video was terrible. I mean, nowadays considered a a masterpiece, but if you were so used to 80s hair bands at the time and so gimmicky and and happily and lovely, that, that video stopped all of that. Yeah. Right? They look like what happens when a hairband was out in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They look hung over. Yeah. It's all drab, yeah. right? The, the the gym just looks all foggy and drab and everyone looks so bland. And I, they're almost like poking fun at the whole genre, right? And then the music is so amazing yeah. that they don't really care that their video isn't poppy. Jen, you asked about where you were when you first started yeah. Nirvana, right? So I, I just, just, to, this may date again, but I, I vividly recall our family getting around and putting the VC, getting the VCR ready with our VHS cassette because it was going to be the premiere yes. of oh Michael gosh. Jackson's Thriller. Oh, oh yes, we were. That's that's another one we were talking about. About that, and we literally, Dad was all like, "Everybody, be quiet, quiet. We're gonna get this in. We're gonna record this, and yeah. we're yeah. gonna have it. We're gonna get this." And anyways, that was a, a fun. And fun that's still time. an iconic video today, yeah, right? Yeah. All the money poured into that video and the dancing. It's almost like a mini movie. Didn't didn't Martin Scorsese like direct the music video yeah, or something like that? It was like someone that? like that. It was not, it wasn't it was Martin some, Scorsese. It was some big name at. It wasn't, director. but it was a big director. It wasn't Martin Scorsese, but it was a big name director. Yeah. And he comes after her after she leaves the movie. He cha- he walks with her down the street, yep. and all of a sudden, he turns into the zombie, right? Yep. And then those yellow, yeah. those yellow, the eye, you yep. know, contacts with the cat. And then there. for some reason. Well, no, all of a sudden, no, they're walking together. It's kind of like Night of the Living Dead. It actually is a tribute to Night of the Living Dead. They're walking, and as they're walking, all these zombies come up to them. And they both look scared. And she looks scared, and she looks at him, and he's a zombie too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the zombies break into amazing choreography. (laughs) (laughs) Like, amazing. People learn the thriller dance. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's still a thing to this day. What's the first big historical event that you remember like happening in your lifetime again it can be either personal and kind of local to new orleans or wherever you grew up or something much broader that the large majority of you know americans would remember or the world what's the first thing that you that that pops into your mind the big big one that really impacted um was a school shooting actually it was the thurston high school school shooting in springfield um, which was about two, two and a half hours away from where we lived. And it was actually a year before Columbine. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. Nobody, so very... nobody talks about it because Columbine started the trend. Yeah. Sure. But Thurston yep. was one of the first big ones. He actually um, is Kip Kankle. He killed his parents and uh, like he was due to be ex- uh, expelled th- that day or something. So yeah. And then went to school, killed two of his two people and then entered like, over 25 people like he went through the through the um uh cafeteria and just 
shot whoever he could. And then it, it took several students to tackle him. Oh my gosh. To actually do him. There were no, I don't know what, mm-hmm. it, what the teachers were doing or what, but um, that was the, the big impactful <laughs> Historical memory. Wow. That so I that was. So what, what I year, have what never year was even Columbine? heard of that. What I year? have never 99. heard. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. Was ninety nine. This was ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. And wow. I've never heard of that, Naomi. And that's an amazing story because, for a couple reasons, because the students overtook him. Right. It wasn't a police force. Actually, that I, makes sense to me. That one, makes of the, sense one of the me. first students who actually uh, overtook him was actually shot by him. Oh my god! And oh my gosh. pushed through that. Yeah. at sixteen or something oh like that. Gosh. Like he wasn't even a senior. So, yeah. so was this like I, I? I imagine this was pretty big regionally up where yes. you were, like all throughout probably Oregon and the Pacific Northwest. It was. Yes. It was that was the thing. And actually, in uh, sophomore year, we moved down to like the country. My parents, hippie parents, wanted a farm, organic farm, all that. We moved to the country. And I remember in high school, one of the boys that lived, that was at our school, he had actually been in the shooting. Oh and God. we had, we were directed that we couldn't have like, um, couldn't pop balloons. We had oh. to really be very sensitive to him. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You were working. So <laughs> Naomi, how did this, how did this impact you? You know, it was funny. I was trying to remember that. I don't, it was emotionally impactful just realizing that you know, in high school, you're not uh, impervious to violence. You, you, you don't, sure. when you're young, you always think you're just, you're fine. You're invincible. Yeah, all that stuff happens somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then it's like, oh no, this literally happened in a place yeah. just like where I'm at. Yeah. With, and how old were you when this happened? Um, Yeah, I think I was eighth or ninth grade. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're definitely. But yeah. Um. But it's one of those that it really just kind of made me realize that it's not always somewhere else. Yeah. And, but it's interesting. I don't know that there were real changes made to school systems as far as safety went, was concerned until much, much, much later. Yeah. It's an interesting aspect there because growing up and being in high school in in Northeast Alabama, um, you know, it was interesting because we always had violence. There, There was always violence to a degree of, of someone not liking somebody, and there was always fisticuffs. Fisticuffs sure. is yeah. where I'm getting, right? Yeah. School stuff, and and you looked at somebody wrong, or somebody's had a bad day, and, and we always had fights, and and somebody be like, oh man, if we were if we were you know if you were called out to be at the chicken shack after uh, you know after, <laughs> after <laughs> period, you know man, it's get like your truck like, out to the party. So and so and so is going down <laughs> into everybody's leaving school out. It's like, chicken shack. Don't pick me up today, mom. I'm, I'm going to go down. But it was always, always, and, and I the, the point that, that I'm getting to with this is we always had the angst. But an interesting aspect when I was in high school in in, in Northeast Alabama, you, you know, we have people that hunt, we have people that do stuff. Sure. In the school parking lot, at any given time of the day, there would be any number of pickup trucks that would have, yeah. uh, you know, a firearm. Yeah, gun in rack. the window, yeah. sure, visible. Yeah. Okay. At the school parking lot, driven to there by a 16-year-old, Yeah. right? 17, 18-year-old in the parking lot. So what, I, what I'm saying is we had stuff on the school property. Yeah. yeah. And no one, no one with all the angst and all this stuff and everybody trying to, you know, toxic rooster up and, yeah. and yeah. be all this, this sure. badass so, and, and whatever. We, no, at no point ever was there any thought that anyone would grab that. So what that I'm hearing not, is that you, you, you guys had access 
to those weapons readily and didn't use them because you're getting out your aggressions. You're having a way to get out your aggressions. You're having a way to, it might not be healthy. Fisticuffs, right? But it might be healthy, but you have a way to do it. You're you're fighting. Well, it wasn't condoned by the school for anything. Where where Naomi grew up, I bet it was a lot more peaceful. I bet, did you have people fighting in your high school? Did you have people meeting up to fight? Behind at, things at, at the chicken shed. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> so, so no one's working out that angst yeah. until it gets to such a crescendo. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's no, interesting. Yeah. We did. We no, had because... fights all the time. Yeah. No, it, it's it's awesome, but it's very very different, yeah. and there is no way for uh for males to get out their aggression because that's not acceptable socially. Yeah. You are supposed to be soft and genteel. And not have those types of feelings. Sure. So it ends up bubbling over and you end up killing your parents and going to school. Yeah. So, so I guess that's a lesson is you need to be in a place where you need to know how to do the throat walk up yeah. to it. No, yeah. It used to be in a place where you can exercise those things within parameters. Right. I mean, so so it's funny because even today, right, we had a couple of the boys' friends over. And they're knocking around being super loud upstairs. And Jen's like, can you go up and check on that? And I look at Jen. I was like, Jen, like they're young boys. They're going to be loud. They're going to be rambunctious. It's going to be a huge mess. Just as, holes in the walls. Right, as, as long as, as long as there's no yeah, like breaking like, sound with a silence afterwards or there's no screaming, yeah. just let them be, right? Just every now and then you kind of have to let some of that – just just play out so so now chris let's move over to you what's what's a kind of a a large historical event again personal larger society you know whatever so so um for whatever reason uh, i mean i I think i have quite a few that i could go to from shuttle stuff and i I remembered so so the problem was too it was a little rambunctious during some time so so i have to just play disclaimer on some of my memories throw the caveat in there yeah. yeah, but um, I was uh, fighting uh, out behind that. I was, I was I was at the chicken shack, <laughs> and I saw the shuttle disaster <laughs> as I got punched in the face. <laughs> and then I heard Nirvana, and my world changed. Yeah. Um, from, from a world stage, I, I I do remember Tiananmen Square catching my eye. Wow. Oh wow! And, and um, that one was an interesting interesting one, uh, and uh, that that um. Like I say, for whatever reason, that one just seemed to me as as someone who during the time period in the 80s and, and 90s, just someone who hears news and that doesn't really latch on to much. I mean, my, my focus is on sure. so many different things. Yeah. Um, that that one to me, I, I remembered as um, just a, a, a point of interest. Yeah. Uh, you know, as in like, I, I'm hearing this and I'm going to stop for another 30 seconds and listen to this a little bit more because it, it felt... Um, it it felt like something the world should know about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it is. You say that, and large majority of folks will at least have said like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of that before." That was a big it, deal. And they don't know. And if they look at Wikipedia, they still won't know. It just like a protest happened, sure. right? But this happens in eighty nine. So how old are you? I was graduating high school. Okay, okay. So that's when you're first starting to see things on a world yeah. stage. You were four. <laughs> I love that's it. Right, I was seven. So you're first starting to see things on a world stage. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I, well, I say that I give my I don't want to give myself credit at that period of time because at, at that 18 time frame, uh, I, I was not really ready to embrace world and understand things. I didn't sure. get that till yep. a few a few years later till the Navy kicked me into gear and, and got, me, got me straight. But um, but yeah, like I'm saying, I think when 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 you ask the question of some something that I recall, sure. I definitely recall during that time when when things may not have been as focused for me, that, that, that was one that did jump out. So, so what do you think about that? Was it really something that, like you said, it was like, I think this should be a big deal. I know I don't normally care about these things, but this, it was this seems the, different. It was the fact that the government was coming in with their liberation army. Yeah. That was, and not just coming in and hurting, hurting or, people yeah. off with, with stuff. What we saw at that time period yeah. was what caught my eye to that. This wasn't just coming in with some riot gear. The, their yeah. riot gear was full on military assault. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to note that because that is not what we would expect to, to see anywhere. Yeah, that's so. That's super interesting because we've we've talked about it a couple times. And it, it seems like it's one of those things where the curtain is just pulled back a little bit more. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that was there because I thought the curtain was just the curtain and it's not moving. Yeah. And all of a sudden your world expands a little bit. And you're like, I, I don't understand this, but I've seen it. Yeah. And I know it means something. Right. And that's a, yeah. that's a milepost in your life. It was. And, and I made sure and, and keep up with that a little bit. And and, and um. I say keep up with a little bit. I mean, that that's not it, it just it, to answer your question of one that came to mind. That was one that came to mind. Yeah. Like, and yeah. guess what? And we didn't hear anything about it. And yeah. you know what's funny? I didn't think about this again until you're asking and we're wow. knowing some history thing. It's like, yeah. well, what was, you know, I had to sit back and I go, well, what was historical that I remember? And sure. Like, well, I remember it's Tiananmen kind of Square. In your head, yeah. And honestly. But have, there, was, there was a guy who was not from China, who was from America or the or British ambassador, British ambassador, that and had he some said, cable linked or whatever, yep, and that was 10, yeah, it was not. Yeah. It, and that's not probably why the news got out in the first place. Yeah, sure. because well, honestly, so. who's to say that? I mean, now I'm going to flag myself on this podcast. China's listening, but who's to say that doesn't happen today? <laughs> China. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. You, you wouldn't know. The media doesn't. Their media is not like our media. Right. We yeah. wouldn't be aware of it unless there was some kind of international person there yeah. to make you know. You know, it would be interesting. Interesting about that. I bet you that Tiananmen Square, I'm going to say it again, <laughs> it, 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 it will not trend no matter how many people. <laughs> You're like looking around for microphones in your house. Yeah. Well, no. So, so you know what? And and I I appreciate that. I appreciate that perspective because you know we we talk about regional history, we talk about personal history. You know, the the past couple times on this podcast. But in a sense, to your point, Chris, there is like the U.S. as a global region, right? And then you say like, well, I like to kind of triangulate my news a little bit to make sure that I'm actually hearing good information because just hearing it from the U.S. perspective is not always the correct perspective or the best one. You can hear it from the BBC, from other news media outlets around the globe, and then really get the better picture for events that are as big as that. And I think that's a great transition into kind of what what we're going to ask for our third question here. 
let's talk a little bit more, like go back to kind of the regional part of what we were talking about. So you guys both having lived, grown up in different parts of the country, you know, you're living in Tennessee now in Memphis. What's something like regional that either when you lived in the Portland area or in New Orleans, and then you moved to the South or you moved to the North, you either got up there and you learned something about that region that you were just like, I had no clue, right? I was from this, I'm from New Orleans and I moved up to the Pacific Northwest and I had no clue of X, Y, and Z or vice versa. You know, Naomi, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on to you. When you moved down South, when you moved out here, you know, what, what's something that kind of stood out to you? So, you know, in the Northwest, it was all, especially in Portland area, it was all about Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea. Oh, sure. Oregon Trail. I mean, there's a whole huge museum where the buildings have these big hoops and they look like the, um, the, um, covered wagons that would go across the country. I mean, it's, it's all about Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea. Um, so, and, and Oregon, history that was a huge focus when i came down here i'm the um civil rights movement just has blown me away i i really and it's funny because um growing up in the northwest it's very pc and everybody thinks that oh we're so um tolerant but really the problem is it's just very white. There's no other way to say that. Sure. There's just not, there's not many. Um, we have, we have a very uh, high a- Asian population because that's where the closest port. Yeah. You just don't, there's not a huge diverse demographic up there. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Moving down here was, and I'm still loving learning about the civil rights movement. It has been that's cool. Very interesting to me, especially going to the Civil Rights Museum. That was just pivotal. Yeah. Some of the things that I learned in school, and it still uh, upsets me, kind of makes me a little bit angry about the things that we learned that weren't at all true. And I don't know why they, they were changed. Like, um, I mean, things, things like I learned that uh, Abraham Lincoln, he didn't, um, he didn't have the whole idea of freeing slaves because he just really loved people and he was a super cool guy that we learned yeah. like he was just really nice jen, hey. jen, jen no jen taught me about the reality of that mm-hmm. and i was shocked i was like well this doesn't it doesn't make the story worse to learn that it was a strategic military move yeah, yeah. it just makes me look like an idiot for thinking that yeah and and for those listening who who don't who haven't learned that jen or well, so there are some things like everyone a lot of people have the misconception that the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves, and it didn't. Yes, that's true. It was just five areas. It was five areas specific that he addressed that he freed the slaves in, and they had nothing to do with the North. They were five areas that were actually overtaken by the Confederacy, and he, he said that to try to get the enslaved to rally against the confederacy there it was all strategic so it was less about yeah. human rights and yeah. more about it did 100 percent. there was good there definitely it was good and it's it starts the motions yeah. right it's it starts to pave the way yes. but these things get broadened yes. to think that that's that he he emancipated the, the enslaved. He emancipation proclamation. You're like, well, that's not what it was. And when you ask people, well, do you know the areas or do you know that it was limited? Most people have no idea about that. I don't know. It just being down here has really been 
pretty amazing to learn about um, people's plight and to learn about yes. um, lynching because I really didn't understand what yeah, that was. And, and I would say, I would say to your point, Naomi, and I think what you're describing is you feel closer to it. You feel closer yeah, to that, to, to the, you feel yeah. closer to that history because you're living one. It's, it's more there, right? It happened there. So that happens kind of, I think, wherever you move. But when you learn about it, you're like, again, your your eyes are just kind of continually open, even as an adult. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're learning about that. And it was probably completely different for Chris. Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. I, I've got like, I, you know, the, the biggest probably, you know, Scott, the, the question for, from a vice versa perspective. So so as, as a Southerner uh, going to live in the Northwest. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, what are these people fighting about? What, what is this argument about? I'm like. None of this makes sense to me because I mean we're you know bike lanes from 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 from, from, <laughs> yeah. from New Orleans and North Alabama <laughs> Portland I mean, of course as yeah, a course. kid growing up in in the rural schools and being down in the city and everything I mean um, we we were immersed in the diversity yes uh, between I guess you know two two main uh, of the races right sure. between mm-hmm. that and yeah. everything but immersed immersed completely and, and totally and you, you know p- part of it was I, I recall I recall like I said you know we'd have fights in, in high school and everything and uh, I remember we even got to some where, where it started to feel like it was getting pretty heavy like it was going to be like race race type stuff yeah, yeah. And, and as those things started to unfold it was interesting because it became clear that we were all united. We didn't like assholes. And, huh. and, and so when yeah. it was pretty funny because it started, you know, and you get the stuff and we're going to back up. All right, well, this guy is going to fight this guy. And then we all have to team up. You know, this guy's got his team and yeah. this guy's got his team. Right. Now I, it turns I'm picturing just, West Side Story. And it yeah, turns yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to start the slow snap. <laughs> the jets know? and the sharks. <laughs> Absolutely. But but then all of a sudden you realize it's like what why is this a race thing? Because really it turns out that guy sucks. And yeah. all of a sudden everybody realizes that guy sucks. And then we're all back united again where you know oh, and that's not to say we didn't have cross race fights. We did. Sure. But sure. it wasn't because of a racial thing. Yeah. It was because of a beef or whatever that was, but it wasn't it wasn't tied you know, the skin didn't matter. It was yeah. whether or not those two had something they needed to support. Yeah. No, that's no. good. I, that's that. And that's, and honestly, to, and that's why I've, I've appreciated you guys coming on because, you know, I, I say this almost every single podcast into people I talk about. I am not a history fan by nature. <laughs> I am married to a history nut and a historian and, we do lots of history stuff together because yeah so so i've I've grown into to a lot of this stuff, but now uh, what I'm more curious and why I'm really enjoying these podcasts is learning about our friends and family and kind of you, what you guys have learned because to me that's the interesting piece is is that the big kind of huge picture of like how did we all learn this differently? Yeah. You know, how did we all see this event? When is the first time we all heard about MTV or what have you? Um, And that I think is really, really interesting. That's the people to me that are interesting. And the the history aspect of it, as we were saying on on our last podcast, 
that more establishes kind of a social timeline. And then we fit ourselves kind of in there and we call out these little kind of these mile markers along the way of like, oh, yeah, I remember where I was when the Challenger exploded or when O.J. Simpson was, you know, the verdict was given or whatever. So, again, thank you guys for so much for coming on the podcast. I I really do appreciate it, especially kind of getting the North meets South perspectives. I I love that. That's that's super fun. That's, That's not common. For the folks listening, so thank you for listening to the History Buzz. We do ask one thing of our listeners. If you liked this episode or learned an interesting fact today, share the History Buzz with someone. That's the best way to help us grow, and we appreciate your help with that. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at the History Buzz, or via email um, at thehistorybuzz at gmail.com. That's thehistorybuzz at gmail.com. And until next time, my friends, prost. Prost.